Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm honored today to be with a very special guest, Alex Gruen. Alex, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Did I say the name right, by the way? You did. All right. Nice job. Fantastic. Thanks. Uh, Alex, is uh, he's the manager of the gym I go to, but uh, that's, that's really underselling things. So can you give everybody like a one-minute synopsis of who you are, what you run, and what you do? Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, name's Alex. Uh, I, I work uh, directly for a big company called Lifetime uh, club, club here in Vegas that, mm-hmm. that obviously we're going to, uh, huge facility, uh, you know, let's talk 200,000 plus square feet, uh, really, really big thing. I call it a cruise ship on land. So, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's massive. So, uh, yeah, you just have businesses inside of businesses. So it's not really just a gym per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely an experience though when you come come into it. So absolutely. Yeah. Can you give every, since they probably haven't, Maybe haven't been yet to a lifetime. Uh, the the businesses that are here on site, for example, you have a cafe. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you have two, right? Yeah, you that's have- true. Yeah, yeah. So, so cafe. Uh, you know, we run a, a full service, essentially a restaurant inside. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's super, super healthy. I like to compare it to, uh, you know, Whole Foods does a great job with obviously that that whole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, organic, great, healthy experience. So, so we try to drive the same thing: no preservatives, no colors, uh, mm. artificial sweeteners of any sort. But your employees don't have nose rings and dreadlocks. So <sighs> that that is that is true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a very professional environment to that point. You know, <laughs> you walk into the front desk and people are in suits and yep. and it's uh, you know black and white attire. So so yeah, uh, cafe. We have a full full service bistro. So uh, you know, as you've seen before. Um, you know, we really run it like a resort outside. So cabana rentals, drinks. I mean, you have a bar out there, right? Yeah. And that, and that's, that's more for the fun experience of it, right? Like we can run events and have a good time. Uh, this year we're, we're having a wedding out there, for example. So, so, so cool deal. Um, massage spa. Yep. Okay. Right. Um, so you can do hair nails, uh, you know, massage, sports massage. Uh, we actually run a clinic out of here as well. So Mm -hmm. we have a chiropractor, a physical therapist, uh, actually, a doctor um, uh, doing proactive uh, medicine in in a space. Um, trainers, we have you know fifty fifty plus trainers on staff. Wow. Uh, yeah, so big operation there. You run a there's the the basketball area upstairs also has a league within that, right? Like a rec league. Yep. So so that's ultimate hoops. Uh, that's the biggest. We have the biggest one in the company here. So we have thirty two teams, and I think we'll probably be around thirty six teams here in the next wow. next quarter. So. Uh, that's actually a pretty cool operation because it, it, we have a lot of former professional basketball players that come and and they really come from all over the country to play. Yeah. So it's a, it's a cool experience. Uh, and then and then the, the kids academy is fantastic. I mean, you want yeah. you want a good space to to leave your kid in. You know, progressive sure. programming, karate, and uh, just just for illustration, how many classes are within the kids academy? So uh, I can just <laughs> drop my kids off. I, I want people to understand the scale here. Yeah. So I can just drop my kids off open play, right? And you guys got to. Kick-ass indoor playground. You got a study area. You got a place with um, the swings for the infants, right, mm-hmm. to put them to sleep. You got the arts and crafts area. That's just the open play. But then you have the classroom, which is right next to that. And then you have the other 
activity area where you have to walk the kids down the hall and there's like a dedicated dance room, right? Mm-hmm. Dedicated tumbling area with a trampoline and yep. foam pit. Uh, what else is in there? Martial a yoga room. room. We got yoga a yoga room? room for kids, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's like a dance room almost. So you, yeah. you could do ballet in there. You could do yeah. And uh, how yoga. many how many classes roughly do you think are offered a week within the just the kids? Right right now we're roughly about 145. So it's, it's Okay, it's, that's not include I just want people to understand that's not the yoga classes in this place. That's not the Yeah, just just kids classes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a Rubik's cube of just making sure that then, you can coordinate everything. And we haven't even touched on tennis or the pool at that point or the pools. Right? Pools, yeah. So uh, hot tubs in, in each locker room, um, obviously unisex uh, on the indoor pool deck, unisex on the outside pool deck. Um, obviously, you got the lap lanes, so we have you know swim team. Right. Uh, indoor really, play really, pool, the yeah. open splash. And then there's, uh, of course, the water slides. The man has water slides in his gym. And, and the mushrooms. Those are, those are a lot oh, yeah. of fun. I don't know if you've been able to play on those, but yep. the, the kids love them. And then... Yeah, and then the classes upstairs. So we have a, mm-hmm. a, a dedicated yoga studio, cycle studio, and then we have two other studios just specific for yeah. um, you know barbell classes or, or right. whatever. The and case two is. full indoor basketball courts that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And you also have a classroom for your trainers, right? Or for all your employees, the training whatever yeah. that is that the uh, education center that we yeah, have. Thank you. Yeah, so so that that's where we hold all of our meetings, our education meetings. Um, we also do a yoga teacher training, so we, yeah. we hold it out of there. And then we use obviously the yoga studio yeah. itself, obviously as we're doing a kind of a practical aspect. So. Now I'm sure I'm sure there's some people going, "Why are you having this guy on the podcast?" Like this is not the typical gym owner that we talk to. But one of the things that is great is Alex sees everything at scale. Like you, you will see the impact of switching from uh, Windex brand to the you know the in-house brand uh, cleaning product, right? Because you buy uh, hundreds of gallons of it a year, right? And he's also, you didn't always start out in a mega club like this, right? You started in a smaller club and you started out actually as a, as a personal trainer at some point, right? Yeah, but well, so this is my 13th year okay. kind of in, in this space. Um, but, I, but I started ultimately, you know, as a, as a frontline operations team member. So I got to yeah. see the, the nitty gritty of actually the operations behind the scene, which for some people, it, you'd never think of it, but, but to, to be able to, operate that behind the scenes you really kind of get a, a a real understanding of what you do on a day-to-day that really right. kind of you know it, it's the blood of the club let's put it yeah. that way like you you can essentially close down every other business but let people come in to work out you're not going to be able to run it with trash overfilling in a, in a trash bin right or, or dirty lockers it's just that right. won't happen um so, so it's it's a vital role yeah and then I, and then I worked in uh, management for personal training for for seven years and then I've been running the, the clubs now um uh, this is my fifth year uh, in a in a big box, but uh, but yeah, I started in a smaller club and and then I started adding different pieces to it, and you you mm-hmm. really kind of see the the shift uh, from smaller box to bigger box and yeah. what that really entails on a on a financial scale and an experience scale and, and right. to that point, little tiny things make a huge difference. Yeah, in and that's why I want to talk to you because I'm. You know, whereas I'm, I might have got one complaint about something in in my time, that meant probably there were ten clients that were frustrated with it. You at least get a hundred notes in your inbox about, hey, we got to handle this mm-hmm. because you're just you have so many people coming through. And just for that, uh, I just want to tell people, on an average week, how many swipes will you get through here? Yeah, I'll base it on a day, but but okay. realistically, you're looking. Uh, twenty-two to twenty-five hundred people. We'll okay, see so on, a, on a daily basis, twenty-five hundred people coming through. On a day, using the locker rooms, using the 
meeting the people at the front desk, maybe going to the cafe, maybe using the kids club, using the weights, using the classes and all that. So, yeah. So, so when I say that, it doesn't include anybody under the age of 12. Okay. So, so for example, a Saturday, uh, we might see 1,300 people in a matter of three hours, uh-huh. but that also doesn't include another three to 400 children that come in. So we could be potentially 1,700 people in the, wow. in the club at once. Uh, that's a lot, you know, yeah. And, yeah, and you have to make sure that you're operating that experience and you don't run out of a supply. Yeah. And you, your laundry has to be on par. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fast move. I mean, the bathrooms don't have toilet paper, like. That's a, that's a problem. Yeah. You have a big, you have a big problem that uh, people will definitely bring up. Someone's right? not happy in that stall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, well, okay. I got tons of questions here because I think you're just a plethora of information, but, uh, uh, interestingly, uh, and I always love these little these little signs in it. I knew Alex was a real deal because uh, I, the first time I met you afterwards, uh, I was up working out on the upstairs, and I looked over and you had the uh, the little mini vacuum vacuuming behind the ficus plants or whatever. And here you are, like, and you know, people don't know, like, you guys wear suits to work and stuff. Like, you know, you are high end, and he's uh, he's vacuuming while there's tons of people in the weight room, while there's tons of trainers working on the floor, while there's everything going on. And you're like, uh, you can't get the frontline operation stuff out of your blood, right? No, I, I enjoy it. I think, I think in one uh, one selfish aspect, I like the uh, instant gratification of seeing something <laughs> something change. You know, like yeah. oh, there's dust and now it's gone. So right. I, I feel good about it. Uh, two, you know, I like to lead by example. I'm not going to mm-hmm. ask somebody to do something. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to ask somebody to do something that that I wouldn't do. Right. Um, and then third, you know, the reality is sometimes it's busy. Yeah. And and I. I'm I'm a person, you know, I'm a business owner. It's it's my yeah. space. I it treat it like my house, right? So And uh, right at that moment, I mean, you're the 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 manager, but your trainers, everybody was busy on the floor. It's mm-hmm. a high, high traffic, high usage time. And like you said, you're a business owner, you want to have those trainers training. Like they're they shouldn't be cleaning at that time. Like Yeah, no, no. High high uh the when when everybody's here, let's have them do their what they're experts at, right? Yeah. I mean when it's downtime then then they're doing that. Yeah. And um, today, but right before this interview, you just got done with kind of a um, a different kind of event. Would you mind sharing what you guys did today with people? Yeah. So, so essentially, we we group in you know ten, twelve managers. Basically, every business owner, uh, we request that they put together six to eight hours of of, of a Friday. Right. Mm-hmm. Fridays tend to be a little bit slower in the club. Uh, we get time to deep clean or whatever the case is. So for us, it's team building. And and basically taking care of the asset at that point. So so today was so you used a lot of corporate language there. Hold on, I just want to pull it out so people understand. You yeah. said every business owner, what that means. So we're not talking small business owner like a small gym. In your operation, what might be called divisions or something, you guys term business owner, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, well, I term it that way, right? Okay. So I have a spa manager. Essentially, they it's own her the business, business of right? the spa. She's responsible for the business of that okay. spa. And and we uh, you know I oversee it with her and partner with her uh-huh. to obviously develop the plans there. But but you treat it as like an independent. You can your to your the people you oversee. They can have the ownership of running it and succeeding with it. Not all that glory going to you. Like this is your little silo to them. Hey, run it, succeed with it, and I'll help you out any way I can. It's kind of the way. Yeah, it works. I mean that, exactly. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, at the end of the day, we all. You know, we all are all win together, or mm-hmm. we're going to fail together. It's going to be one or the other, right? So, yeah. so yeah, no, it's it's they do have a, a autonomy there, and obviously mm-hmm. a, a voice. Uh, but at the at the end of the day, that business inside our business needs to show the way that we need it to show, right? To yeah. give that experience to the customer. So, so you got um, yeah, 
uh, spawn salon is one business. Mm-hmm. What are the other businesses within here that there would be a manager over? Uh, cafe. Okay. Uh, kids. Uh, club operations. Okay. Um, we talk about uh, so Ultimate Hoops, for example, has its own. Uh, personal training has its own. Okay. Tennis has its own. Uh, so, you, so you can kind of see it. You know, it all breaks out. So, essentially, if you, if you think about it, we we really have about thirteen business owners in mm-hmm. the spaces. Okay. Uh, you know, as far as I have a yoga manager, so they're mm-hmm. overseeing the, the the yoga department as if it was their own boutique mm-hmm. standalone. Uh, their own cycle business. Yeah. As is well, I think it's a good standalone. point because you guys obviously are succeeding. That's why you're opening up huge, beautiful mega clubs. But I think it's tough for my listeners because at some point you get, you know, person starts out as like one or two people in an office, right? And they're mm-hmm. building, building, building. And at some point you have to make that switch where you have to relegate um, responsibility and ownership to somebody else or you just can't get past a certain point of growth, right? Correct. And and so for you, it's like, hey, there, nobody would ever step into this place and go, oh, yeah, there's one person in charge of everything. Like, no, you got to have division managers or business owners. But there's a lot of gap between what you run and the people listening to my podcast, right? So I just want them to think, like, you just can divide this off. And even in a small office, you essentially could have a the, the person heading the massage. And maybe it's one or two massage therapists or three, but they run that like it's their own, right? Yeah. You can have your... Your head trainer being his own operation, and then maybe has one or two part timers underneath that. Um, and it obviously is a great way to run it because it seems like you guys are doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I think I think to your point, yeah, there's there's ability to do that. It's you know what I've seen is the the smaller business owner always wants full control of everything, right? Yeah. And 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 that's that's natural, right? It's their baby. But you're gonna get farther along when you let go a little bit and let somebody right. else help you right. own that. So, so yeah, and then and that's kind of to, to point. You know, uh, today's a perfect example because I'm I suffer from a little bit of that control yeah. factor, right? I want it done perfectly. So, so today with our, our operations cleaning and, and you know workload that we did, uh, painting fire lanes on the curbs, you know, <laughs> I refused to delegate that out to specific individuals because I knew two or three people are very like anal retentive on lines. Uh-huh. So taping it and making meticulous. And cause the last thing I want to do is now have to go with paint thinner through things and have to reclean yeah. it and cause it, you know, time. Now that where you're that, talking so. about the red, the red curb is directly <laughs> in front of the front entrance of the building, right? Yeah. <laughs> not, we're not talking about the one on the side of the house. Like oh, right is, in the front. Yeah. yeah this, so it's it got a showcase. A, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't use some high end, uh, imported Italian paint or something, you know, to really dress it up. Well, it was actually the first time we've used, um, it, it was a very thick paint and it mm-hmm. was a mixture and uh, it was blocked up, which was really funny. So when we were taking apart, um, the, you know, the epoxy paint, then we had to add this, uh, it's like a, an emulsifier that, mm-hmm. that goes in it. Well, it was blocked up pretty hard. So we're sitting there stirring it and mixing it up. And, and I'm just saying like, we should have gotten this straight from the store and used it today yeah. instead of having it on site because because uh, of that change. So again, learning experience. So yeah. we literally are ordering another another couple gallons and we're going to use them that day to do the rest of the When that it arrives, lot, it's so. being, you're, you're uh, dressing out of your suit and into the, the, yeah, paint, the getting, painting get, clothes, huh? <laughs> yeah, getting back out there. So Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, there's so many ways we can go here. Uh, maybe you could share with some people. Um, we talked earlier a little bit about um, efficiency and design and whatnot that you've learned along the way of good design, bad design, things that are not efficient and end up costing a lot of money. Um, if you can think back to your days of running smaller operations, do you have any tips for people about 
maybe it's easy ways to lose money in a gym, which there are hundreds, right? Sure. Or ways to save themselves some headache and time. What what would you say? I mean, if you think about, boy, you could you could talk endless about this, yeah. right? Um, I I think honestly. Trial by fire is big, right? I, I think you need to actually go through the scenario of what the customer is going to go through. Okay. Uh, and what I mean by that, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, we were moving to Vegas, and uh, I, I didn't know where we were going to live, right? So okay. we're checking out all these places, and then I'm thinking, okay, my, my wife now, she's the customer mm-hmm. in, in this scenario, right? I'm thinking, would she want to drive this drive to work every day? So I know where she's going to drive, mm-hmm. So now prime time in the morning before we put an offer out in this house, I drive over to the house and I clock it and then I take my experience mm-hmm. and then I see, okay, this really isn't that bad. So so she has nothing to complain about. Yeah. Uh, you know, living on the East Coast, we're driving 10 miles for an hour and a half. So, yeah. so here from Southern California, I get nothing. it. Nothing. Yeah. yeah, right. So 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 I think that if you you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna structure your business in a certain way to flow. Mm-hmm. You have to go through that flow and really feel good about it, mm-hmm. and then bring a few other people in there because th- that really can cost you. If it's blocky or choppy or it just doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just think about it. What if you build something and then all of a sudden it doesn't work, and you're like, "Oh, now I got to change it," and it's fifty grand. Yeah, which yeah. might be. <laughs> I'll tell you one that happens out here all the time. So we had a we uh, the side of our gym was a storefront glass, you know, f- f- uh, almost floor to ceiling. Started on the floor, went up about two thirds of the way, and then it became and. Uh, and we were looking at the layout. We were trying to figure out where should we put the front desk and where should we do this and that. And uh, the last minute, the last minute, our designer goes, oh, wait, hold on a second. And she like rolls back the blueprint and goes, oh, that's, uh, yeah, we can't do it there. We can't have the desk there because that's the west-facing windows. And here, I mean, in August, if the sun's shining through those windows, floor to ceiling, like there is, short of blacking them out, there's no way that anybody is going to work facing the West yeah. at four o'clock in the afternoon, right? I mean, it's going to be laser beams in your eyes. Well, and we've made the mix, mistake with uh, tennis, for example. Uh-huh. You know, you, you put them east to west, now somebody's always got their the sun in their eyes. Like, they're not happy playing. Right. Um, you know, to go back to your question there, though, I think the other the other piece that could cost you a lot is it, it's people. I okay. mean, at the end of the day, it's... The people we hire, the people we oh, go yeah, after, the, the people you you have on staff. I okay, mean, you know you might you might have an emotional tie to somebody that uh-huh. you know you want working in the space. But right before I got in here, Alex was actually firing his grandmother. He was just <laughs> no, just kidding. It was his wife's grandmother, and she's she's lazy. She's no longer here. Yeah. Oh man, oh that's awesome. So <laughs> tough decisions that you have to make. That's right. right but, yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I think that's a big piece. You have the right people in place that mm-hmm. you know, can harbor the relationships and really build that. You know, at that point, your space doesn't matter as much, right? Yeah. It, it, you could have a, a not, you know, what I would call not a sexy space by any mm-hmm. means, but that doesn't matter. You have a good experience and you're right. a great people. Well, I mean, to the contrary, like you have world-class facilities here, right? Your cafe has, I mean, your desk has is granite. That We know the everything's perfect. But if your cafe people are jerks, I you I won't spend the money stuff. in there. Yeah, I'll go to Panera or something. Yeah. It's it's in, you know it's less than I could walk there in five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's true. And uh, and so you have the world class facilities, and still you got to have the the people with the right attitudes and the right and the right training to do it, right? Yeah, I mean the, the the training is I think the training is the hardest part of it. Okay. Aside for obviously, yeah, you have to cast specifically for a specific person. Um, you know, it, it could be. 
you know, for example, I'm constantly shopping out competition, right? So I'm I'm checking out every possible place. If Alex walks into your joint, I should include a picture of this <laughs> on the podcast because if he walks into your place, he's poaching. Like, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, for, it doesn't matter sure. if it's uh, if it's Nordstroms or you pulled people for your cafe from Panera and Starbucks, right? And you got the salon people from the best salons in Vegas. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, if he yeah. comes into your place, just escort him outside. You're going to lose labor. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking at the yeah, yeah, you yeah. know the cashiers. But let's too. go down that path because I think that's one thing you have. Uh, you know the space and the equipment. You know it's, it's uh everybody can kind of dial in, but you have seen a lot of people come and a lot of people go. Sure. Right. And some you forced out. I'm sure that hey, they weren't the right fit, and some were they left for whatever reason. But um. Let's go down that because I would love to hear what you think about uh, hiring, training, and all that. You were just saying that training is the toughest part. Training is the toughest part with turnover. Okay. Meaning I, I, I pour my heart and soul in training 100 people. Yeah. Well, if, if, you, if you think of the gym business as a, you know, in what sector does it fit in? A lot of times it's really retail that, that it's going to tie into okay. in, in some regard. Well, if you look at it in a retail sector, you have a 104% turnover annually. Right. So 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 hold on. So I'm going to pour my heart and soul into training somebody and then I'm going to have a fully complete different staff a year from now. That that's kind of hard to swallow, right? So right. so it's how do you keep your people? How do you engage them and how do you train them? And, and by the way, they're you're not losing them to the ether. You're losing them probably to your competitor, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like in retail like I'm going to go from Nordstrom to another another high-end retailer and use my training that Nordstrom did for me at Abercrombie or something like that, right? Sure. So, well, that stings even more, right? I don't want the gym down the street to be benefiting from my training of my great trainers, you know? Yeah, well, it, you know, it's twofold. I, I'd say you got to look at the seasonal aspect. Now, I understand okay. on, a, on a small scale, you're not yeah. going to have a seasonal aspect of losing people from the pool, mm-hmm. right? I, 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 I definitely understand that. But 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 that's a tough pill to swallow if you have let's say you have five employees uh-huh. you teach them every little bit of what you want uh-huh. you feel good you know the experience is there you can sleep at night knowing that somebody's regurgitating what you would want somebody to to right. hear or say but then 6 months from now they're all gone yeah that that's not easy to replicate because you have to put the right behaviors in place you know you have to have the emotional intelligence to be uh-huh. able to to talk to customers that that's the that's the toughest part, and I and I've seen that, and and for for us here uh, on a big scale, right? We, so I I have at peak four hundred and thirty team members. Like that's a lot of people to keep in line, and then know that they're saying the right thing all the time, right? Yeah. So, so you have to be on it, and you have to you have to operate teach backs, and I think that's vital. Is is let's let's see what they're saying, then let's coach them on what we want them to say, and then hey, can you teach me back exactly what we just went through right now? And a lot of times they can't, which tells you, had you left that conversation, it would go pretty sour pretty fast with somebody. Yeah. So you have to keep doing it until they just feel that good about it. Mm-hmm. So th- I, I find that to be the toughest part because that's your biggest asset is people. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. 
Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. What have you learned? What I mean, along the way, what solutions can you offer somebody that maybe does have five employees or and they're they're trying to doing everything they can, investing every hour of their life and every dollar they have to get to 10 or 15. And they're, they're not going to take a vacation until they got a few, mm-hmm. you know, they got some well-trained staff that can work around the week round, you know, yeah. and, uh, and create it. What, what would you recommend to that person? I, I think uh, what I, here's personally what I've seen, people rush the decisions. So, I have to hire X amount of people. I have a date in mind. I've got, I got a business plan that I got to hit for my mm-hmm. myself, right? And then you go out and you you let your you let your guard down essentially on who you're really going to want. Start selling yourself on people, right? Like, oh, oh yeah, totally. He's, he's not perfect, but man, he's he'll be good. I'll coach him. Yeah, right. And then like three months, and you're like, there's no coaching. This <laughs> is just, this is rough, right? right? And it's and at the end of the day, that could bleed your business out because uh, you know whether you're in sales, you're a massage therapist or you're sure. a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. I don't like you. I'm not coming back at the right. end of the day, right? Yeah, and I, front I think that, stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, and that and that hurts. So I, I think that's a that's a big piece, that's for sure. And and the training the training loop, I mean, if you were to advise a small business owner that's that's having a few um, you know, personal trainers working for them, would you do monthly training, weekly, quarterly? How how often would you do it and and what blips and and prioritize. What would you do first? Customer service skills? Would you do education about exercise? You know, because I think a lot of people go, "Oh, this guy's great. Uh, he's got all these certifications. He's CSCS, and he's got the NSCA, and he's got all these things." And my first thought is, uh, "Okay, like no one's going to ask. Mm-hmm. None of your customers are going to ask. What they're going to fi- figure out is, is this person nice? Yeah. Does he shake hands? Does he look people in the eye? Can he clearly articulate what to do next?" Nobody's going to challenge you on are you AFA certified or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, I, I I think if I walk in a small space and it's it's private, I'm I'm probably going to feel actually good that there's ownership there and mm-hmm. the person certified and licensed or whatever whatever the case is under under you know that umbrella. But you know, God, that that that's a that's a. Realistically, I think you have to do you have to do at least two things. One, you have to train on the education factor, right? Somebody that comes in and just let's say let's use a trainer. Okay. They just got certified. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a hundred certifications, right? So sure. so let's say we're gonna use uh, let's use NASM, pretty okay. pretty well accredited cert. Mm-hmm. You really know your muscles, you're tight, you're weak, you know, you can you mm-hmm. can talk to lingo. It's still a cert with a book. They have no practical application to it, right? right? So so now how do they practically apply it? Mm-hmm. Can they explain that? And then, I mean, let's just be honest. Anybody going in any industry needs to have experience along mm-hmm. the way, right? So, um, so, so you being the business owner and probably having a plethora of information, mm-hmm. you have to trial and error them through what you've experienced coaching somebody. You know, uh, you know, somebody might recommend that you start with abs, for example, mm-hmm. on every exercise set or self myofascial release or mm-hmm. who knows whatever the case is. Uh, that might not be the right thing for a person in this scenario with lower back pain mm-hmm. or a shoulder impingement. Well, what do you do there? Mm-hmm. Hey, that that's a great educational you know play for somebody. So I'd use that as an example. Take people through. Maybe you do a case study with somebody like that for four weeks and take them through their mm-hmm. their their plan. You know, 
um, that's a great educational series. And then, and then you have to have something on the business side of things for them to understand too, because some people, they've never, they've never been exposed to that, you know? Yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, I mean, NASM, for example, is certifying personal trainers. I don't know why they don't have like a whole section on how to sell yourself, because if you're not selling sessions or memberships, uh, it ain't going to last very long, right? Like, no, and, and and you're helping people. You know, so uh, I just had a, a a perfect conversation about this with a nutrition coach. You know, a, di- a dietitian mm-hmm. doesn't go to school and learn how to sell themselves. Right. They're they're thinking they're going to be in a clinical setting. A doctor's going to write a script. I'm at the hospital and yeah. getting assigned a case. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And the, and this guy's miserable in mm-hmm. front of them and doesn't want to listen to anything they have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's there mm-hmm. and he's going to cut sodium and you yeah. know what I mean. And and then you get into the different scope. You go into proactive medicine, yeah. And now you're telling somebody, hey, you want to lose twenty pounds and prevent yourself from getting on a statin, yeah. Different conversation, right? right. But but how do you how do you sell that person on seeing you once a week? Mm-hmm. So do you all of your coaches or trainers um, go through some sales based training? Because you you have a dedicated sales force, right? Like you have sales people, mm-hmm. uh, um, and then you have your class instructors and then I know that the uh, personal training is an upgrade right sure. and I can do it per session do do you help them out with the, the sales process yeah I, I almost hate to call it a sales process okay. per se uh, we focus on experience right yeah. so, so there's a there's a process to let's ask you the right questions okay. right so you can tell me exactly what you're actually looking for so some motivational kind of interviewing yeah I mean yeah. At, the, at the end of the day, if you're not interested, we're, we're right. not even going to go down that route. But let me give you some information mm-hmm. to be practical to you. Uh, but if you start exhibiting some some questions and signs that sure. you want to go down that route, yeah, here's the different options that you could choose depending mm-hmm. on the goal sets that you have. But mm-hmm. it's it's honestly it's conversational, just like how you and I are chatting right sure. now, right? To to get to the yeah. right piece. It's and, funny, and it's funny you say that because I you know working with people that are adding a gym but they're coming out of the clinic. Just today I was telling somebody. You have a sales process, and what is that sales process? If you come in with shoulder impingement, I'm not going to sell you on a treatment for your ankle. Like I ask you some questions, find out what's going on, get some emotional. Why is it really bothering you? So I can get some commitment from you. You're like, it's not the pain. It's uh, I can't pitch little league with my kid anymore. You know, yeah. and and now I got some emotion. I said, all right, well, if you want to take care of that, I do a discovery session. I have to. I'm legally like, you know, what do they say? A treatment without. Um, without evaluation is malpractice. Well, it's the same thing in the training space, right? I want to find out what are your goals because if I'm an expert in weight loss and you're looking for to improve your squat by 80 pounds, like that's a mismatch. I'm not going to sell you weight loss exercise, right? And, and vice versa. Yeah. So I do that and then I say, well, here's solutions to, for your problem like this. And at that point, people realize like, oh yeah, I've been doing this in the clinic for eight, 10 years. Uh, I don't have to learn a completely, uh, what would you call it, like, Sterile sales process that doesn't feel like two human beings talking. Sure, right? But. Yeah, and and that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, we we focus on giving people different options for what they actually ask for. So, mm-hmm. I, I want to lose weight. Don't want to put more financial investment into anything, but you know, help me out with a plan. Mm-hmm. Cool. Here's a calendar. Let's map out. Three classes are going to work out for you. Right. Uh, here's what I would give you, kind of a baseline of you know, you know, it, use a plate. 
how many vegetables and how much meat should you have on the right. plate, right? Just, I mean, basic in, in theory, but it gives you a start. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where, if you really start following through with this, you're going to evolve kind of back to our, our toilet paper analogy. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to naturally evolve anyways because you're going to want to get better, right? Right. Maybe maybe three, four months on the road, you're going to come back and say, hey, that trainer was awesome, super good guy, got me to this point. Now I'm going to hire him on to get me to the next basis, mm-hmm. right? So so you, you can't you can't shut it off. And in, in, in a sales process, you know, and same thing with our membership sales, if you don't follow up and you actually weren't a genuine person, you're never going to see that person again. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing that you really have to pay attention to. And mm-hmm. especially in a private clinic, I mean, one or two people could be the, uh, you know, the biggest factor or the worst factor for you sure. <laughs> for the whole year potentially. Yep. So uh, that's, that's a big, big thing to pay attention to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's always funny when people think it's got to be so different, but you know, people are coming to you for a solution. I mean, that's what they're whether it's in your clinic or your gym, like that's what they're looking for, right? Yeah. And so just talk to them and make sure they know the different options they can get because if you don't offer a complete solution, which somebody's 50 pounds overweight and they got uh, their daughter's wedding coming up in 8 months, see exercise alone ain't going to do it. Like you're going to have to give them a complete solution that includes nutrition, coaching, mm-hmm. sit down, accountability times, uh, you know, measurement systems and and even all the way up to supplementation. Like it's going to take all those things, but if that's what their goal is, don't just be like, well, I'll teach you how to work out, you know, twice a week. It's like, come on, that's not going to work. <laughs> I call it the commitment scale. Mm-hmm. So, so essentially, uh, you know, I'll present it as, you know, you're going to have your, your commitment of how badly do you want to actually get to this goal score of one to 10. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, psychologically, how, how well are you actually tied into this? Like, are you actually ready to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your support system at home? Right, like, mm-hmm. is is your buddy at home that you live with going to take you out to Buffalo Wild Wings every night? Probably, <laughs> probably not a good. It's funny. You Three know. different people have used Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> as the example for not the worst nutrition ever. But go on. Well, yeah. you know, I'm thinking like oh, yeah. fried chicken fr- wings and could, beers. If they could fry the forks, they would do it. You know, just batter those suckers, throw them in the fryer, and uh, we have these straws made out of uh, you know corn syrup that disintegrate as you drink. Oh, it's unbelievable. Sounds so delicious, but yeah. filthy. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, in, in that reality, when you when you put it that way, you know, if somebody's giving you a, an eight mm-hmm. on commitment, hey, I'm I'm psychologically ready to commit to this mm-hmm. financially. Yeah, I have I have ability to do that. Sure, uh, I'm not a professional basketball player, but you know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. ready to do that. You really can put a really good plan together for somebody, and it's their choice at the right. end of the day, right? But but you're actually going to give them the right stuff, right. And, and, and that matters. Three months later, if they graded you on, hey, did these people give you what you wanted? Did you get the results? They're going to give you an eight, nine, or ten, right? Instead of if you don't get that high level, then the customer later on doesn't think, "Oh, this was this was good." You know, like they're like, "Oh, that was freaking awesome." Those guys gave me. I, I didn't even know about this uh, foam roller thing. I didn't even know about this. Um, you know how to how to measure out my meals and all this stuff. This is awesome. Those guys are incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I went with them. Yeah. It, so so big point there, and, I, and I'm just thinking this on it. If I was a I had my own my own box or a small little, you know, five ten thousand square foot space. How do hold on real quick, Alex? I hate to break to you. Huh. Ten ten grand's not that small to a lot of people. All right, okay. I know. To you, you're like, yes. oh, that's a f- that's we wouldn't even add that on. That's not right. worth construction. To some of us, that's a huge gym. But go it, on. It could be right. So yeah, it's funny. Funny you say that. <laughs> but but I'm I'm just thinking, yeah. T- so ten thousand square feet could be a, a huge space, right? In, in some regard, how do you utilize that? And how do you get people in it? Uh-huh. A, a lot of it is it's 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 freebies, right? You you need to bring value to people to to really uh, 
trust you. Right. You know, so so running workshops, mm-hmm. foam roller aspects are big. You know, it's it's really just educational tools that you can bring mm-hmm. to people to to get them to to really see, hey, it, yes, this worked. Help me out. I want more. Mm-hmm. Right. So so it's how do you build that curriculum? How do you how do you get that? Yeah. Out well, there? you guys do that. I mean, you're a huge gym with plenty of of salespeople, great trainers, and high end. And I still see you doing that. Like I remember, was it the sixty day challenge at the beginning of the year, where people yep. it wasn't necessarily an upgrade in membership. It was just like the the little flyers you handed out with hit this class on Monday and this one on Tuesday or sorry Wednesday and this one on Friday. Check in, do your weigh ins, blah blah blah. You're still building that cycle, right? And it's not like you're you don't have the numbers to do that, but you're still giving out the. It's not freebie, but it's like a w- free workshop kind of integration yeah. of service. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's evolved over time too. What we realize is uh, sometimes three months might be too long for mm-hmm. for kind of keeping people engaged. Mm-hmm. But Sixty days or thirty days is a much better right. time period. So, um, yeah. So, 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 give you an example. That's that's sixty dollars mm-hmm. for the getting involved. Okay. There's prizes, obviously, so there's mm-hmm. motivation to it. Um, but you literally get contact point uh-huh. once a day for wow. 60 days. Wow. And then on top of it, you have two or three like actual educational or exercise components for an hour three times a week. Like $60 is literally giving you a lot. And if you actually use that information, it's a killer program. And, and then you use all of the classes and really yeah. what you have value in. Yeah. That's a, it's a no-brainer if you yeah. really think about it. But that's great because, I mean, if somebody even in a small gym – I'm just thinking this out. Like, uh, if I can do something where I can send a message, maybe every morning, a text message or an email to all of my 60 day people, leverage that. Say, hey, you're going to get a little message every morning, and then you're going to come in at this time, this time, this time, and we have a weekly weigh in on Fridays at four from four to five p.m. And along the way, you're going to get these different workshops. That scales all the way from your size all the way down to if I got five people going on at my gym, right? I can I can do that very easily. And yeah, I'm not talking about adding a whole new. Oh, I got to buy these uh, th- these reformers, or I got to buy new equipment or anything. No, no, this is just information and value for the client, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, you okay. know, you don't have to get sexy on it in any regard. You don't have to have more stuff. Uh-huh. It's it's the value of what you can bring, you know, personally uh-huh. to 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 that to build it. Um, you know, I, I think back to if you, if you scale back to to the original thought that. That we started with on you know where could you lose out? Mm-hmm. I think I think people people want the nicest thing immediately, or they want more stuff mm-hmm. versus the plans and getting people involved mm-hmm. and getting that result aspect to it. I think I think that's a that's a big change mentally for some people. Mm-hmm. And some people do it right. Some people do it. They start off wrong right off the bat, and they're in the hole right off the yeah. bat. You know, and, and I've that's, seen plenty of CrossFit boxes when it was blown up. You walk in, and I mean, just knowing what I know about equipment, I'm looking around, going, "There's a hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff in a ten thousand square foot space." And unless you're, unless you are just catching people like crazy sales wise, you're never. I don't care if it's leased out for five years; you're never gonna be able to pay that off and catch up with your uh, your rent and and your staff that it would take to serve all these people. I'm going, "What the hell are you doing?" And then you know, there's a there's a great CrossFit uh, owner in town. Uh, who I worked with a lot, and he would start off, you'd go into a space, and you're like, this is pretty sparse, but you know what? People are getting great workouts, they did great instruction, they did great classes, they did all that, and he used the money he developed to buy more equipment. And you can always, this is how you can tell if you have a smart gym owner, by the way, if if you can visually see that there are, if there's equipment that was purchased multiple years ago, a little bit newer, and then some new stuff, but not a ton of new stuff, 
they're probably smart because they just bought with the cash flow, right? Yeah. And that's how it should go. I mean, you have the nicety of you guys are at some point will, you know, just do a big purchase. But I'm sure even if I come here 10 years from now, there'll be different stuff at different stages, right? Like, and you're, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you have to do that. So if you're, I always write to my clients, like, don't spend a lot early on. It's not, it's the education and the, the coaching. It's not the equipment itself, you know? Well, yeah. So, so to your point. I think if if I go into a box and it's all brand new stuff right off the bat, the uh-huh. person either had a lot of a lot of cash mm-hmm. right off the bat to put into it, or they're they're really in the hole mm-hmm. because they didn't realize what the cost was for certain things, like mm-hmm. like a an Olympic lifting bar. You get quality mm-hmm. ones, yeah, they're they're fourteen fifteen hundred bucks for a bar, right? You know, okay, well now I got twenty of them. That's that's a pretty egregious right. cost right off the bat, you know. Right. So. Uh, and oh, by the way, no client <laughs> on the face of the earth is walking in and going, "Let me, are those Alico bars? What yeah. are those? You know, like, they don't care. Yeah, I mean, no. maybe some snob, but come on, they don't care. Like, no, it's, at the that, end of the day. training. Correct. Yeah. So go to Westside Barbell, for God's sakes. They're putting out world-class powerlifters in the place of dump. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I shouldn't say it's a dump. But it's it's n- nothing technological, so no. And you can you can get stuff on a really good price point, and, yeah. and then evolve from it. To your point, you know, hey, let's start off with entry level, and mm-hmm. you know, two years from now, we get the cash flow going, and yeah. I want to give my customer an even better experience with something. Right. Plus, you got to excite your customer too, right? Like, hey, we got we got some more cool stuff coming because you're a great great right. client of ours, right? Thank you for yeah. what you've helped us do. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna stay with you too because they feel like. What they've brought to the table, they're getting results, but they're now part of that mix. Yeah, I, I think it, I think there's a lot to say about that. I don't think you guys would do this, but we certainly did this. Where involve them, hey, we're we're getting a shipment in Saturday. We're going to have unboxing and and you know organizing or re, rebuilding the gym or whatever, and get them to help you do that. And then when they show up the next day, they feel like they're part of it. You're like, hey, I remember taking that thing out of the wrapper. I remember the stupid bunch or uh, not, what's that plastic wrapping they put around all the cardboard yeah. boxes of weights because they're so heavy. Yeah. Uh, I, I moved those mats. We had a guy that helped us install our pull-up rack and he'd always come through. Every couple weeks he'd go, I, I can't believe we put that you know stupid bolt in wrong You because mm-hmm. we, we measure this thing out three times and he's an engineer, a civil engineer by trade and we still missed our mark, you know? And but that was his little connection to it. It was awesome, you know. That's hilarious. So, yeah. Um, well, uh, not to transition out of that, but I think this is you're just so full of great information. I want to ask something that's definitely going to be close to a lot of the folks I'm listening to. Um, you said earlier you do have an on-site clinic, yeah. Right. And I know that a lot of other lifetimes are either adding it or the are all the new ones built with one space. Um, no, not not every single one. I'd say I'd say fifty percent of the newer buildings okay. that we've put together have had a clinic. Is that a trend you see growing? And I guess I want to go two ways. What other trends are you seeing growing that you know maybe our, our listeners can kind of be on top of? And secondly, since they are healthcare professionals, any suggestions for um, how you've seen that clinic side work? Is it the proactive care? Is it should you treat pain? Uh, is it is there a lot of money in that? Is it, is it really important to get your demographics down? What have you guys learned along the way? I th- I think uh, chiropractic and physical therapy are really relative to the space. Okay. I think proactive That's care. That's code for open a freaking gym on your clinic. Sorry. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's spot it's a, on. I think it's a perfect marriage because when somebody gets done with treatment, like, what do they want next? Probably not to get injured again. And the best way to do that is the right exercise. And the way to do that is like, Make it super easy for them, you know. Well, it's, so it's it's funny because if you think about it, right? You you come from the 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 medical side of it. Yeah. I come from the business side of of the gym space. Right. 
but yet we're transitioning to the same topic that we're talking about, right? right. So, so I'm going after, how do I get into the clinical side? You're going, how do I get into the fitness side? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's the same freaking thing, right? We're, right. Because we see the same opportunity right. of that marriage. There's no true wall there, like between the two, right? They're, they're tr- uh, a continuum. Sure. I mean, it just just think about it. So, so I go, uh, I go work out. I I did a CrossFit workout, or here we have Alpha, right? Mm-hmm. It's very similar. Um, I'm I'm sore, or uh, hey, you know, something just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see my chiropractor. Right. Right. It's the same thing. Whether it, you know I'm coming to see you or I'm coming to see mine at, right. at the at the at my space, right? So we've we've seen that be a really really good marriage. Now we do, uh, you know, dry needling has been huge. Um, taping has been really mm-hmm. really big. Um, I, I think proactive care in itself. I think there is a good market for it. I think just some people are not used to it, mm-hmm. and it's 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 kind of hard to break through the whole. Uh, do you take insurance? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't want to fork over mm-hmm. three, four grand out of pocket. That part is kind of hard for some people. Right. And and you're really looking at a distinctive person in the market. So I think mm-hmm. that's a little bit more challenging, to be honest. But you know, the, honestly, the biggest trend I've been seeing now has been um, you know compression therapy, uh, drip therapy, mm-hmm. cryo. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that has been so kind of that recovery coming. aspect of medicine. So even if I if I had a small five thousand square foot gym, maybe having a, a room, what is this ten by is this twelve by twelve, something like that in this room that we're in? Let's say it's that. You think if I had some um some recovery aspects, the Normatech boots or compression therapy, had a cryo chamber, standing cryo chamber, all these different things, that that's gonna you're gonna start seeing more and more of that. That's a that's and probably worth because a lot of those things, I mean the cryo chamber can get heavy, but uh, Normatec boots are a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks a pair. I think mm-hmm. I can make that back. Um, sure. What about the like uh, Theragun? I see that upstairs with your people. Yeah. Um, you know, loosening up the active muscles. release like, therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all those things are are well worth integrating. I think so. I mean, we we've seen uh, so muscle activation. Yeah, it's been a big one. Cool. Um, active release therapy has been big. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports massage obviously mm-hmm. is big and it, it's interesting right like how granular do you get into the weeds on right. stuff like that but but at the end of the day i think th- i think i i realized this a few years ago and, and you saw it in the transition with sportswear mm-hmm. right so so you saw under armor go from hey I'm, i got heat gear and cold gear to now i got sleep gear yeah. Right. And you saw the recovery and the compression and what is mm-hmm. that like? And all of a sudden it was like a, it was a click because they were going after a certain market. Right. And, and they're trying to dive into, Hey, well, you got to wear this when you sleep because you're going to recover 25% better. Right. And, and people are buying it. Yeah. And and then, and then all of a sudden you get other people jumping on the bandwagon. It's the same thing in our business, right? Like if you're actually competitive or you really want to get better, mm-hmm. you are going to pay up for that for mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And two, you're going to seek out other alternate options to to what's going to get you into the into the club mm-hmm. or doing other things more to get that edge. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what it is, right? So so when you think in a in a smaller clinic setting, well, what's my dollar generation per square foot that I can do that? Well, if you if you have that, you just you just brought up three different things in a twelve by twelve room that right. you just are generating more revenue out of. That right, it's private. I feel good about it. I trust you. Mm-hmm. And you're helping me significantly more than what I could get somewhere else. And you win. And the another aspect of it, you're helping me consume your product more. 
Because if I can recover a little bit faster, you know what? I can come four days a week, not three. Yep. And then I'm going to love your workouts even more. And then I'm going to use recovery a little bit more. And it's like a self-consuming uh, thing, you know? It's, it is. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. So um, so do you think the trend will be, will we see more of those kind of integrations on the, like your size gym, adding that clinic if they don't already have it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're definitely going down that That route. was a corporate guy uh, looking at the corporate numbers going, yeah, you'll definitely yeah, see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that, that's coming. So Okay. Um, but you guys still, so you did the proactive care, you're, you're kind of breaking down the barriers there of the, hey, you got to pay up front, it's cash. But you guys um, have the services, I can, my tra- let's say traditional services of the bill insurance form. I mean, like the chiropractic adjustment and I get mm-hmm. rehab mm-hmm. and all that. And even that has good usage. That has significantly uh, higher usage for sure. Okay. So yeah, no, we see that quite often. Um, and and to, you know, to to give you kind of scope to that, I mean, we're to the point where, you know, you're out two three weeks for an appointment. You know, with with a physical therapist and a chiro. At that point, I'm saying, well, now I got to double up that business, right? Because I I need to, I got the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> right. I might I might as well will create that yeah. space because there's a demand for it. So. Man, those salespeople are going to be pissed when you kick them out of their rooms and make a clinic, man. No. <laughs> well, you you know that that's a that's a space that's it's it's changed, it's evolved. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's how many square feet is your clinic, like wall to wall? Just out of curiosity. Honestly, I don't know that number off the top of my head. Um, I, I've never been in there, but it's you know, if I was to guess, it's probably about fourteen to fifteen hundred square feet. Okay. So it's not it's huge. De- it's a decent sized clinic, though. I mean, like we see a lot of Cairo clinics between a thousand and fifteen hundred. So yeah. It's kind of it's relative to that. Yeah. Uh, you think rooms wise, you got you got eight rooms. Okay, you know you can you can really yeah. kind of utilize that space wisely. Today, if you could start all over, how big would you make it? I don't know that I would make it necessarily that much bigger. I think I would have just designed it a little bit different. Like like we have a conference room in there with okay. tables and TVs. I that I have, I don't think that that's really a use of space to be honest. Okay. Like so so that would be something I'd be pulling out and putting something else in, but. But that's simple, right? There's nothing bolted down or yeah. really. I mean, at the end of the day, you just change that room up mm-hmm. and, and it could be a lot better. So, But you yeah. go with more treatment rooms to do more services at that time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and I mean, honestly, if I change anything, it might be uh, something really ridiculous. The the front desk maybe be more more inviting because it's offset. It's not centered to the doors, yeah. for example. I think yeah, that's, that's the a, only that's thing is like it's it's almost like from the perspective walking by, it's like it's tucked back there. Yeah, I'm surprised it's 1,500 square feet. I thought it was maybe a couple rooms, but uh, you got eight rooms and a conference room. That's a decent sized space back there. Yeah, it's 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 it, to my my saying, it's it's quiet, right? It's, yeah. you don't know what's going on in there, right. but. I don't know that that's good or bad, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. I think you like the privacy of it, mm-hmm. but then you also have no clue what's going on in there. So unless mm-hmm. you're inviting people in that space, mm-hmm. it's you're clueless. Yeah, you know, and and that that's a problem in in our business. That's a problem because you're high traffic. You want people to experience stuff, right? You want the exposure, right? Like, hey, this is what's going on in there. Let's do some stuff up front. It, it, just like if you're in a, you know normal shop on a strip aspect, you mm-hmm. want to get people through the door. It's the same thing. What's going to get them in there, right? Yeah. So um, it's either loud colors, people howling, or really, really good referrals. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hopefully it's the referrals that are bringing people in. Yeah. So It's like when you go to the forum shops, which is maybe the most expensive mall in America, there's no question when you walk by what's going on in each one of those shops, right? If we sell yeah. jewelry, you know it's jewelry. Yeah. You know? So it's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, any other aspects you see trends or anything coming up in, in the future? So I think we got into this early on, but I think 
blood work mm-hmm. for a client mm-hmm. is vital. We and we got into it years ago where we were saying, "Hey, I could I could beat you up for hours, but you could be so inflamed and your cortisol yeah. so jacked that I'm I'm not going to help you one yeah, bit." I'm peeing in the ocean right now. Totally, you know, yeah. you're not going to lose weight. If anything, you're going to gain it. You're going to be frustrated. So so we went down that route before we even talked about clinics mm-hmm. where we were we were able to recommend blood work and, and go into that route and see what's going on with somebody and then say, hey, to the training part, our trainers understand that uh-huh. blood panel and can speak to it. Uh-huh. And how does that break down into, hey, maybe you got a thyroid problem that's going to, yeah. you know, you need to be directed to a doc. Yeah. Which is, for us, where we were truly evolved into the clinic space. But right. but in normal spaces, hey, there's nothing wrong with, you're a, you're an at-home trainer. You understand lab work. Yeah, and you're like, dude, your your T four is messed up, or your T yeah. three is messed up. You need to go see see somebody about this. Yeah, and refer it out to somebody. That, you know that that's a relationship build, but you're gonna get that person a result. Yeah, and you did it in a in a little bit of a different fashion than, hey, I'm a fifty dollar an hour trainer beating you up right. at the park. And you, you know? guys would do that just for scale before long before there were on site clinics. This was you guys were just having the people go get their blood drawn, and then discussing it on site. So, so we could essentially sell the blood work, mm-hmm. and then people. Were and you going, were having blood draws at the at the club, uh, depending. Okay, that's so, what I'm wondering. Like, yeah. so people don't get stuck in the logistics because uh, you can send any. Like, I know I, I've sent people to Quest before to get a blood draw. Yeah, and we, and we used to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But then you would have your 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 trainers discuss the results and how it would affect their performance in the gym. Correct. Yeah, because what you hope there is somebody goes. Well, he discussed my blood work, but man, he's really expensive. And they go to another trainer who never mentions blood work, and they go, well, "You know what? I'm, I'm going back to that guy. Like, you know, he was obviously way different. He's on a different level, you know? Right? Yeah. Okay. It's the intellectual part of of training that you know you, you don't want to bore people to death or talk to yeah. them in a in a doctor scenario, right? Like, I've I've had trainers that are they have doctorates and they just can't connect with anybody on a, on any kind of aspect and talk to them, and they just bore people. Yeah. Um, you know, I I remember distinctly this one guy. He started talking to this lady about uh, his friend had skin cancer, and he goes into like all oh, the epithelial layers and all this other stuff. And the lady's looking at him like, "What are you talking about?" You know, and and this was coaching opportunity for him. I grab him and I take him behind the desk. And I was like, "You need to talk to people like a normal person. They have mm-hmm. no clue what you're saying." You know, mm-hmm. and and that was his disconnect. Like, you know, he was. He was thinking, oh, if I speak in this high-level yep. gibberish to people, they're going to think I'm smart. And I'm like, no, they're, they're going to think you're smart because, yeah, you know how to analyze stuff, but actually talking to them you know, and partnering with them is different than— I think I might have hi- almost hired that guy <laughs> that you're bringing up. Because I took—we uh, had this trainer interview, and, and uh, we took him to lunch, and I, I knew everything he, he was talking about, like I, you know, and, and I was bored out of my skull— and I was like, I'm not letting this dude near anybody in my like, <laughs> unless unless we have a sleep clinic, and then I would let him talk to him, you know, uh, over the phone as they're trying. If they have insomnia, like put this guy on the phone for a while. And oh say, yeah, oh, I guarantee to go to sleep. Oh, that's amazing. But God, it was so bad. And you're just like, dude, it, it's not doing what you think it's doing. Like, you know. No. Anyways, yeah. So you think uh, so? Blood work you guys got into kind of luck. You got lucky with that one, and and it's continued to be great. The on-site clinic and. Um, any other trends, maybe outside of the medical side of things that I think people should pay attention to? So we said recovery too. You think the recovery is anybody could add that? Yeah, add that. Okay. Um, you know, right now I think I think people want to work out or train for an event. Okay. 
you know, you have to have some kind of a goal in mind. I think I think more and more we see that Spartan so see races. The Spartan race, you guys run promos for that. Yeah, and we partnered with Spartan, but you know, you use whatever. I mean, there's sure. so many of them out there yeah. now. You know, whatever the case is, uh, I think people having a goal, maybe not on body fat or weight loss mm-hmm. or whatever. It's hey, you want to finish this event and, mm-hmm. and be awesome, cool. Then let's get a group together and drive yeah. towards this. Um, and, and that I, could be as easy as. Getting uh, your gym, everybody excited about a half marathon or something coming up, right? Oh, I've never done that. I want to. Yeah. I, I got team members that are doing it. I got a group of ten. One person, you know, made the rally cry of, "I'm going to go do this this uh, half marathon." And literally, I mean, she was like a spokesperson for it. She got another nine people ready. She got their plans going. Now they all work out upstairs together. It's the same thing if yeah. she was running her own business to get nine other people to kind of have that same cause and, and drive for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never even seen these people running. Now they're running ten miles on the treadmill. You know what I mean? And it's it's, it's kind of cool. That's You're always like, the funny thing is, it's never the ones you think. <laughs> the, the person that's already a great runner, they're like, oh yeah, this and that. It's the you know person that you're like, man, you're built like a you know. A brick. Uh, you're built like a fire hydrant. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't see you out there running. They're like, oh, I'm committed, and yeah. sure as hell they are. You yeah, know? and they and they rock it. So yeah. So so that's been a transition. I think the other one is, you know, CrossFit or, or that similar style of exercise, mm-hmm. competitive. It, Working out like yeah, each each workout is a competition almost. Co- competition, you, you know what I've realized that people want to be engaged, uh-huh. right? People want to have fun. People want to yeah. be entertained with their when they're doing things. Um, th- that that does that for them. You know they they, uh-huh. they have the same uh, teammates that that they see every day at six. Good way of phrasing that, yeah. Right, they're they're high fiving, kudos uh-huh. to everybody. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, they're working through, you know, whatever hurdles they have. Yeah. Uh, I've I've seen that be big, you know, and I've yeah. seen that everywhere, uh, you know, across town, across country, different markets. It, yeah. that, I don't think that's necessarily going away. And you're do you seeing think it, you nailed? I'm going to describe it after, but do you think you nailed your floor plan in that aspect, like where you absolutely put not really? Yeah, okay. I mean, well, that's why we're transitioning it. So you'll you'll see in the next month here where it's going to change. Okay, we, you know, we we went through a more open floor plan. So yeah. to your point, right, you said, oh, if I open up this space and uh-huh. I didn't have a lot of equipment, uh-huh. that's not necessarily really a bad thing because uh-huh. you have space to do other stuff. Yeah. You know, if you, if you just fill it up with equipment. I love open space. <laughs> you know, you, you go back to the archaic side of weightlifting, uh-huh. you know, and, and I hear it all the time. Oh my God, you have so many machines. And I'm like, we really have like a quarter of the machines of some other places because yeah. we tried to open it up. Yeah. But but we want to open it up even more now because we're seeing more people want to exercise in groups and they want to be a part of something. Okay. And it's more of that coach yeah. that's there to, to... Well, the point I was going to try and make is, so if you go up, uh, try and give people a verbal picture of this, if I walk up the stairs, I'm onto the main training floor, dead center is a big desk for the PTs, and then just beyond that, I've got uh, cardio land to my left, yeah. right? Uh, every kind of cardio machine, all the way to the right's the free weights, and then on the right side to the back is the weight machines. What I mean by that is machines that you load plates onto. Correct. And then kind of, and and then in this big pod in the middle is what Alex is calling alpha, which is the CrossFit type classes or these higher level intensity op- uh, exercising. Now the interesting thing is that's not in a room. That's not in a, uh, a, a fitness group fitness room. It's like open and there's what half walls, kind of four foot walls around it, right? In various spaces. Yeah, to transition de- spaces. Yeah, but um, I love it because when I when you see the cardio land people that are just kind of like low and slow going, when alpha is going on, the whole mood of the damn the whole f- damn floor changes. You know, I mean, it's exciting. It's it, you can't not be excited and not. 
pick it up a little bit when those guys are going off, right? It's loud. They're playing offensive music and everything, but like, <laughs> you know, it, but it's great. And I love that aspect of integrating a gym with a clinic because it's like, you're treating people at 3.30 in the afternoon on a Thursday. It's like, dude, I've been doing this all week. I'm tired. You get some people throwing some weights around, high-fiving, you know, cheering each other on. Boom. All of a sudden, you you hit that second wind, you know? Yeah. So. I, I wish everybody thought like you though yeah. on, on the enjoyment it's the factor. Old people, there. Right? It's it's a it's a variety <laughs> of you know yeah o- o- older eight older I'd say or they're looking for a different they're looking for a different experience okay or they were here prior to that experience okay. happening right so uh, some people just don't deal with change very well yeah. like that, that's inevitable In aspects, but 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 I agree with it right I think there's just a different energy mm-hmm. and you know if I if I go and take a CrossFit class somewhere to to that point there's music. People having a good time, people smiling, but the, but they're having a hard hard time as well. But, right. but it's so engaging, yeah. And that energy is just, you know, you you want to come back, yeah. and and I think that's the big part. And, and to yeah. us, hey, we got a thousand people upstairs. There's music playing. Seven hundred and fifty of them want that, and two hundred fifty don't, and that's the challenge of it. But at the end of the day, that's where the business is going. And, okay. and we see that. And that's why, you know, uh, to, to your point, we have cardio land on the left. Mm-hmm. Half of the cardio land will disappear. It's going to become a bigger open space for more classes. Um, so, so, you know, we see that trend being big. That's why we'll invest in that space mm-hmm. to do that again. But Or de-invest. Uh, you're going to depreciate a whole bunch of assets there with the cardio that, land going away, that, right? That, you know, the, the way that I looked at that um, – there's probably okay, so let's let's say twenty machines there mm-hmm. that we might have invested in. We just don't see usage on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so call it what it is. You know, if we we have to lose a little bit there to gain a little bit, yeah. then that's the right move, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to make that business decision yeah. uh, for the long run, and um, that you know, and that, so and that's come on you, down to Crazy Alex's crazy treadmill <laughs> sale in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> he just stacks uh, them deep and sells uh, them cheap. Hilarious. No, but, you know we get that question a lot. Yeah. Do you guys but sell what's funny is you're so. going from. I, don't, I would just imagine that same open space, um, and we're going long here, man. But I appreciate your time. Um, and if if we're looking at the space, I'm thinking, if I have it full of cardio equipment, I don't know what the dollar amount is, but let's say it's, I don't know, ten grand per unit or eight grand. You can probably tell me better. And there's twenty units there. Let's just say it's ten grand times twenty units. That's a boatload of cash right there, right? I got sure. like $200,000 worth of equipment. And what you're saying is we're going to open it up. And in in that same space, you're going to have maybe, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the alpha training area, 40 grand worth of equipment, if if that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so you're, you're going with 20% of the equipment cost for a much better effect in the gym, which everybody here, I hope you're don't Alex has the 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 company backing him financially. You you don't. So don't make that mistake right. on the front end. Right. Yeah. But it, I mean you're not talking a lot, a lot of equipment, right? No. Yeah, it's like it's nothing, man. No, you're it's, you're talking about people. Yeah. Right? That that's where it goes back to the first thing that we talked about. It's if you have the right coach and you use some dumbbells and a really good plan, mm-hmm. that's way more effective on an experience level than yeah. uh, you know, 20 treadmills worth right. 160 grand. Yeah. So <laughs> so we'll see a second kind of alpha area up there or whatever you call that. Uh, what is that? I, I'm, I'm just calling it a, a, an open, open training space. Area. It's an open training okay. space, yeah. Cool. So, And if you uh, have a great trainer and a few dumbbells in your space and things are going well and Alex walks in, remember... <laughs> Kick him out because <laughs> he is a talent poacher. No, that's reality. You, you got to be able yeah, to man. see see the, the the good scope there. And it, the thing is, 
that can be anybody in any space, right? It's it's the right. great server at a at a restaurant. Right. You were telling me you hired experience. somebody out of a local. I can't remember where it was. Was it Panera or something? You went out. The person gave you great service, and you're just like, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, let me let me offer you, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we have, we have more... two great supervisors from from Panera, and, yeah. and you could tell. Boy, they were they were doing things well, uh-huh. but a lot of times. You know, fake it till you make it. Like, are yeah. you really happy? And you just start. Hey, how do you how do you like your the job? You know, like you. I, I'm sure in that cafe, they're not dealing with the same uh, jerks that they're dealing with at Panera because everybody here is, you know, like if you're going to a gym regularly and eating the healthy food, like you have a different outlook on life. I'll just say that. You know, as nice as I can say it, like the quality of people and their attitudes is a whole lot better. Yeah, and and, and you you get a chance to build the relationships. Uh-huh. It, let's 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 call it what it is in a in a in a Panera, you're just going to have different people every day. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some regulars, but yeah. you're not going to have the same people here. Obviously, you have a membership base. In your own space, mm-hmm. you're going to have your own clientele. You see them right. every day. It's much easier to, you know, for for my team, uh Great experience, really friendly. Hey, I know they can memorize orders for people. I know you walking in there, if you walk in three, four times a, a week, mm-hmm. they're going to know what you order every single time. They're going to know your name. Yep. It, it's as big as of a place it is or as small, that that means a lot to a, a yeah. customer because now you're you're part of something, and, yeah. and that's a good feeling. So I, have a, I, can't, um, I can't remember her name, but we have an inside joke going on. And every time I come in, she's like, oh, you want the usual? It's like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> my version of Cheers. Do you, do you question changing your order ever? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, but hey, man, you're moving product like you shouldn't, you know. It's like well, it's, it's everybody's awesome. happy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's great. So, hey, listen, I appreciate all the time you've taken with me. Uh, I just want to, because we talked about this before, I forgot to bring this up. Uh, just to give everybody an idea, what do you spend on supplies in a year in this place? About seven seven hundred fifty k probably, it, depending on the year. <laughs> seven seven fifty to eight hundred k. All right, and out of that, uh, what do you spend? Just so so high service gym, I can have as many towels as I want at the shower. I got the washcloths and everything, uh, but you got to replace them, right? Sure. If they're trashed or ripped or makeup smeared on them or somebody mistakenly used it for cleaning and now it's got a black stripe going through it. Uh, what do you spend a year on towels? Two hundred k. Yeah. So for those of you out there with 5,000 square feet and no towels, uh, this is time for a little gratitude journal. You know, you <laughs> don't have Alex's problems. Yeah, you don't have his problems. You don't have his space. You don't have his membership, but you don't have his crazy problems either. So. Yeah, I love it. And you just found out, I, I noticed the pool was, the outside pool's uh, drained. Uh, you just found out you, you're doing some investment out there, huh? Yeah, so, uh, you know, pools are... Uh, I, don't I would, add water. That would be my number one thing. If you have a small gym, don't add stupid showers. Yeah. Have as few bathrooms and stalls and sinks as you can. It, water is the enemy, man. It, it's, it's, it's a lot of liability. That's yeah. all I would say to it. You know? and it's maintenance. It's repair. It's everything. It, it's kind of like, uh, you, you know, we bought our house, backyards, yeah. a dirt pile, right? Yep. I got to do the landscaping. And, and everybody's like, are you going to put a pool? I'm like, absolutely not. And they're like, why not? And I was like, do you know what it? Do you know what that requirement is? Like, yeah. yeah, you got chemicals, but then you got okay. What if my kid falls in there? My dog falls in there. Liability, yeah. right? And I'm thinking that just on my own scope, uh, slips, falls, maintenance, chemicals, pool motors. Yeah. What if your pool guy is really good looking? Your wife starts looking at him sideways. You know, <laughs> like you can't take that risk. <laughs> That's a big risk. Yeah, I love it. No, so so you know, yeah, you know, to 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 answer what you just brought up. Uh, you know, leaks, uh-huh. B- builds fall apart, yeah. uh, ground shifts, 
Uh, what we saw is, and it's kind of funny, I, I saw this at multiple different locations, but pool lights. Mm-hmm. There's a conduit line that goes through the pool lights. Sure. It has a, an encasing around it, right? Uh, water should not be penetrating through that space, but if you lose some silicone or whatever the case is, that water starts going through there, and, and you know, we started seeing water just disappearing, and, and mm-hmm. I started noticing, like, something, something's not right because the carbon dioxide levels are, are flowing double what they typically are, right? <laughs> I'm seeing the bill going, something's not right. So you saw the impact financially, the chemicals going, it's, this is way too... The usage was just throwing yeah. it off, right? And when you see it on a large scale, like like that body of water's uh, 272,000 gallons, right? Yeah, so it's huge. In, in an eight-hour period, I lost like 20,000 gallons of water. So I'm like, okay, well, this, uh, there's a problem, right? Yeah. And... Uh, and then I'm thinking, okay, it's got to be a light. So, you know, now you got to do testing, mm-hmm. pull the water over that light. And before you know it, you're, you know, we, we, we were using blue dye, but you put the blue dye in and you just kind of can see the water getting sucked into a certain space. Mm-hmm. So we know what light it is now. Well, as soon as the water started going through there and it started sucking air in, boom, all of a sudden the ground falls through and, and you see it's a, it's a sinkhole. Basically, awesome. So it could it could have been going on for years. We're we're catching it, and it's a good thing. But we haven't had a leak to to that point. So it just started. But but yeah, now excavation, redoing Woo! a bunch of stuff. You want to talk financials? Yeah, that's yeah. that's gonna that's a burden. So I, I wouldn't just, recommend anybody listen, go that route. <laughs> let's just go next door to the casino. Put some money on black. It's going to turn out better than the stupid pool idea you have. All right. <laughs> it's honestly, it's it's a risk and it's going to cost yeah. you a long run. You're probably yeah. better off doing that. Yeah, but at least you're doing it now, uh, getting ready for the summer. Uh, we're recording right th- right now before spring break. Unfortunately, you're not going to have the pool for spring break. But I I, actually, was... the pool will be open. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm wow. filling it up right now. Uh, we we sealed yeah, the leak. That was fast. Um, yeah, we move fast. We, we yeah. got, <laughs> I was I was dreading not having the pool open uh, just for people obviously wanting to be outside. It's yeah. really nice weather right now, yeah. but um, but yeah, it was a quick fix. It's just now we just have to work on the side of it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to to cause yep. the pool to get worse, right? Yeah. So um, so yeah, we we can fix that quite quite easily with mm-hmm. some some dirt and redoing the pavers and and fixing that sinkhole. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it, w- it could be a lot worse, right? Like, oh my gosh, what yeah. if what if a pool wall falls over because the sinkhole sure. is so big? So yeah, or the deck loses height. Like, I mean, yeah, you get a trip and fall hazard and all all the good things that you'll have to deal with, right? Yeah. So that, that's awesome. that's that's the reality of the business. Fantastic. Well, listen, I don't want to take any more time. This has been a plethora of information. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, I usually say if people want to get a hold of you, but uh, can people send you an email? Yeah, they got questions. Absolutely. All right. Well, you mind giving out your email address? Yeah, it's it's a Gruen. So it's a g r u i n at l as in love, t as in tom dot life, l i f e. All right. So um, it's lt dot life. Yep. So there's no dot coms to it. It's lt dot life. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate it. This hey, has been great. Well, thank you very much. And uh, on behalf of Alex Gruen and the massive facility. That's full of massive repair bills and uh, $200,000 worth of towels in one year. Uh, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license, and live, live the life you dream of. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.